What's up, family? It is Chris Cox. Welcome to the Chris Cox Speaks podcast. Today is a very special episode, y'all. It's been a week since I released my very first published book, and I have some fellas here with me today who are going to give you some of their just reflections, insight, revelations, everything that they've been getting out of the book since they've been reading it. And I'm excited to hear from them, y'all. This is going to be a good episode today. Uh, and we just hope that you will share this with someone, that you will be encouraged to go pick this up for your sons, your nephews, your grandsons. Listen, everybody needs some encouragement. And um, I hope that this is what this project will do for them um, as they spend five minutes of gratitude just with God, devoting some time to God. So listen, I'm not going to prolong this introduction, but we're going to get into this conversation today. I'm super excited. Here we go, y'all. Sit back, relax, turn the volume up, share this. Here we go. Chris Cox Speaks Podcast. What's up, family? How y'all doing? What's up, what's up, what's up? What's up? Y'all, we have uh, the governor, Xavier. Hey, hey, have the governor. (laughs) Dion. Hey, Dion, Dion, you know what I'm saying? Wow. And we have Nick who has a lot of names like Jesus. What's your name? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, For today? Man, I don't even know, man. (laughs) I'm the major. (laughs) Major. Man, fellas, how y'all doing? Man, it's been good. It's been a good weekend. Uh, definitely filled with so much just purpose, I would say. Mm. Come on. That's good, man. Speaking of purpose, man, y'all know this has been a whole week since I've done something that's just been crazy amazing to me. I think for the last seven days, I've just been waking up, pinching myself, just like, did I really do that? <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. and um, but it was, you know, it was a process. It was a long process. Actually, Xavier was there with me for some of those. I, You know, I'll be honest with you, like to actually see where we are now. Like, I remember being on the phone sometimes with you mm-hmm. going through this process and saying like, hey, PC, you got it. You almost there. <laughs> like, you it was it. tough. Long nights, sleepless nights. But mm-hmm. uh, I poured my heart into these devotions. Definitely. And uh, one of the things that really blesses me, man, is not just to see people read them, but to kind of see what they get out of reading them. Uh, so all of these guys who are here on the podcast with me today are amazing communicators in their own right. And uh, they've taken some devotions out of my book, and they're going to kind of go through the devotion, tell you what they think of it, uh, just kind of give you a preview of what your sons, your grandsons, your nephews, maybe you yourself. Because, listen, man, anybody can read this. Like, it's just the word of God. Yeah. yeah. You know, so if you can kind of skip over the, the, you know, sometimes I do say, hey, young boy, mm-hmm. you're not a young boy. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> But but uh, this book is gender specific, but, <laughs> not exclusive. But if you can kind of look past that young boy and kind of see yourself uh, in the in the Word mm-hmm. of God, then I think that it is something that can benefit you. What y'all think? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. The titles alone, if you just uh, sit on the title page and just go through each chapter, each devotion, right? Um, yeah, there's so much that you can just gain from that. Um, but again, even you do such a great job through tying those. Uh, very impactful titles to scripture. So that's what makes it so good. It's the word of God, man. Like I think that um, if anything, this generation needs the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. Like how important, before we jump into this, how important has the word of God been in your lives? Mm. Come on. 
Um, it's truly a foundation for everything that we do from the time that we wake up to our careers, to um, school, um, successes, accomplishments, like the word of God stands no matter what is happening in the present moment, whether you're feeling like you're up on a totem pole or you feel like you're at the top of the hill or you riding mm-hmm. in that valley, um, the word of God is always consistent. So, so I think good. it's it's that more more so that consistent factor in my life. Yeah, mm, that's so good, man. Practically, Nick, how do you use the word of God on a day to day basis? I mean, the one thing that like I've been holding on to recently is John 15 mm. and when it talks about, you know, abiding in the vine, abiding in him. And I think a lot of times. You know, people get mad because later, like, I don't hear the voice of God or I don't do this. I'm like, because your Bible's closed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> your Bible's closed. And so for me, I think the biggest thing is I notice a difference, you know, when the word is consistent, you know, in my everyday life and when it's not. Yeah, because the Bible's not a textbook. It's, it's not, not like, it's not. you know, it's not just limited to a specific space, time, people, or any of that, or culture. Like, the Bible is a living, breathing, word. you know, the word it's of the God. Truth. Yeah. It's the truth, and you got to literally let that be tattooed on your heart every single day. Yeah. yeah. And what I love about it is, like, you could read a scripture, I could read a scripture, Dion, we can read the same scripture, Xavier, and we could all get something different out of it. Crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I think it's just important to be kind of in the word because... What I even learned from, you know, the younger years. Yeah. The Bible is the basic instructions before leaving earth. Oh, come and on, so Sunday I, school. I Talk need to me. the instructions before I have to leave this come earth. Come on. But if I could just quote Pastor Chris uh, one time, because I learned so much from him. You know, he said that you cannot receive full-time benefits from a God that you only serve. And I would add a slash there and say talk to part-time. Mm, right. Mm. And so if I'm expecting or if I have an expectation for full time benefits from God, I need to make sure that I'm also putting in the full time of work uh, and reading and talking and communicating and learning about God. Yeah, you got to put yeah. that work in, man. It is. And sometimes it is work. Sometimes it's a sacrifice. Like, let's be honest, fellas. Like, it's not always easy at all to make time for the word, to prioritize the word. Um, sometimes it's a last minute resort. Like oh when I gosh. get in a bind, let me go get a word now. Mm-hmm. But, but it's a discipline that everybody needs. You know what I'm saying? And I think one of the things that I, I'm, I'm grateful for about this project is that we were able to package it into five minute devotionals. Like yeah. who can't take no five excuses. minutes out of their day to connect yeah. with God and get the word? Boom. Yeah. yeah. Easy money. So, yeah, man, so that's what we're going to be talking about today, man. We're going to talk through some of these devotionals, just some of the ones that may have stuck out to you guys. Uh, To be honest, there was 150 of them, so I don't remember every last one of them that I've written. So I think it's going to be amazing if you guys bring up some that I forgot that I even wrote about. (laughs) I'm looking forward to hearing it. So who wants to go first? Well, I guess I'll go ahead and get started. I'll let the governor go Welcome first. Welcome to the stage, Xavier. If you all have your five-minute gratitude, teen boys, uh, devotional book with me, if you turn with me to the 80th page. <laughs> I will say, you know, that's one thing that I do like, you know, before I talk about the one I like, Dion mentioned, you know, really sitting uh, and looking at the, you know, titles that are there, even if you look at the table of contents, like, I really feel like this is something that can be very interesting for young boys to be like, okay, this man just said on page 37, accepting those who are not like you. Like, what does that mean? Now I can turn to that page and be like, oh, 
there's something that means that like mm, I can apply yeah. that to my life. Um, I, I could talk about this book for days, but the one that really spoke to me uh, was on page 80 grateful for grace. Um, mm. And you kind of focus here from Ephesians two verse eight and nine. And I won't go into full detail about the scripture there, but I think the one thing that is interesting here is that the scripture just starts off by saying for it's by grace you have been saved. Mm. Um, yeah, and yeah. I think the important thing to recognize here is that sometimes we will substitute grace for things that have been beneficial in our own lives. Come on. Come on. Or it was by that friend I've been saved or it was by my parents. Come I was on. saved. It was by the alcohol. I've been saved. Um, mm. but here, Preach. you know, Ephesians says, that it was by grace wow. I've been <laughs> saved. And the great thing about grace here, you know, if you had to subtitle this portion of the book here, you mentioned here, uh, it says, God knew that you were incapable of perfection. Mm. Mm. Um, so how can you tell me that I'm grateful for grace, but then I'm also incapable of perfection? Mm. Um, but that's why you got to be grateful for grace because you you can't be perfect on your own. No, nope. it's yeah. because of His grace that I'm in the position that I'm in. So this one really spoke out to me because sometimes I feel like even we look at our lives, we can be so caught up in substituting grace for things that we believe we did on our own. That's so good, yeah. man. Or that thing that you know, a lot of people say. I tell people this: uh, one of God's most common nicknames is something. Mm. <laughs> something told me not to go there Something told me I shouldn't have did that Something told me Now that was God's grace mm-hmm. Like God just you know working on our behalf To get us to his intended purpose And in his to keep us in his will mm. yeah. You know And I think that that is a beautiful thing man That's that's an awesome one I, I like that That's a good one yeah, whoever, wrote, whoever wrote that man was on it that day yeah, they were. Now let me just <laughs> <laughs> no, but hey, that's, hey. that's good, man. I am grateful for grace, man. I've just seen the grace of God show up so many times yeah. in my life. And um, where would I be if not for the grace of God? Yeah, only do it. And I think that just, I'm, I'm sorry, and then I'll be quiet. But I just think that speaks to, you know, why this book is so good for young teen boys is because we need to find strategic ways to make the word of God practical. Yeah. Right. There are some teen boys that are in church and they're just hearing the pastor preach, but aren't understanding truly practical strategies that they can use to apply in their lives. And so, like, this is a great way to understand why God is not just something, <laughs> you know, kind of like you mentioned yeah. there, like. It's yeah. not by good luck, you know. That's right. Yeah. It's it's not lucky, but no, man. Uh, one one that stood out to me, and it ties into that. Uh, the fact that we are not we're not capable. In fact, um, we're imperfect. Like yeah. we're not capable mm-hmm. of perfection. So the title that stood out to me was uh, page eighty two when it says, "When imperfection becomes poison." Ooh. Um, I said, "Wait, what?" Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I said that, that. was in the book. When perfection, what when page? perfection becomes poison. Let me see, I man. Right I, I got it like a new edition. I think he wrote that, that in with a pen. Poison. <laughs> yes. <You know>? oh. <laughs> what you know? page is it? Eighty-two. Oh, Come on now, look. Like, this how you know when it's led by God. Sometimes right. you just don't even know what you write, and God puts it out there. Wow. When perfection becomes poison. Indeed. So when I heard." When I heard uh, uh, my man over here saying, yo, you know, I'm incapable 
of perfection. And then I saw that that stood out to me so much because um, we've all, as you even tied it to uh, Romans 3, 23, uh, verses 23 and 24, like we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Mm. That's why we need that grace. Mm. You feel me? Come on now. We're going to tie it now. We're going to tie it all together. And Mm. then furthermore, man, it just started making me, uh, just dig back in uh, those times where I, I struggle with comparison, like that demonic spirit of, hey, looking at someone else and comparing yourself to them when their journey is so much more different than mine. PC, we've even talked about how, you know, sometimes we look at other people and we try to ride their wave, mm. man. And then we get we find ourselves in trouble. We find ourselves tilting or tumbling over or even crashing into the water. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When we're trying to ride someone else's wave. So it was super important to me that, yo, man, I'm not going to be perfect. In fact, I'm incapable of perfection. Yeah. And I think one of the things I was talking about in that, as I was reading it again, I just started to get back into my <laughs> remembrance. <laughs> but I was talking about how sometimes that desire for perfection or that unrealistic goal of perfection can cause you to like put so many high standards on yourself that when you fall short of them Come you on. end up giving up yes, because right. you set a bar so high that you were never supposed to reach you know yeah. and yes the bible does tell tell us like to be perfect for i am perfect so people may have heard that scripture but what god was speaking about in that was just in the way we love people come on so i want to bring some clarity to that because if you read the yeah. context of that what he was saying was like because god is love that is who he is he's perfect in his love so he has perfect love towards us in all things but it is not him telling us to be a person who never makes mistakes Come or a on. person who is always at the top of our game. Come on. And man. yes, we should desire to have a standard for the things that we yeah. do, but we should not allow that standard to strangle us. Yeah. Mm. And suffocate right? us and make us not, you know, want to grow or step away or mm. hide from that word. You know what I'm saying? And then furthermore, uh, we've talked about accountability like it's important to have people in your circle that hold you accountable. You know what mm. I'm saying? They keep yeah. you at that standard of living. Mm. But uh, again, to your point, like this walk, man, it's not perfect, dude. We're gonna keep yeah. we're gonna keep saying it though. This is not perfect. This is a struggle. When you say yes to God, you say yes to struggle. Man, mm. you say yes to everything. The arrows. Yeah. You say yes to the machete. Look, I'm, I'm starting yeah. to go into squid games now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I say a, a, a million times. You, if you heard me preach, you probably heard me say this: that struggle is a great indication that you don't want to be in a certain thing. So, struggle is actually good mm-hmm. because you wouldn't struggle with something you didn't want to be free from. Come on. There's only a struggle when there's a resistance to stay where I am. And so that there are people who um, who do certain things and it's not a struggle for them to do it. Like there was a season in your life where you would just fight somebody and it wasn't a struggle for you. Or you would cuss somebody out and you Come ain't on. feel nothing. That's real. Or you, when you drunk that drink, you didn't feel nothing. Right. Or you smoked give that me thing, another one. Come on now. But now the fact that you feel a little certain way after you do it means that something right. is tugging at your heart and you don't want to be there anymore. So sometimes a struggle is a great indication. Yes, Come sir. on. Yes, sir. A struggle is a great yeah. indication that you're changing. And like. Well. Uh, that's a beautiful thing. Like, so shout yeah. out to the people out there that are, are growing, that are changing, that are evolving, yeah. that are maturing. And that's a beautiful place to be in. Shout out to y'all. You in a perfect place of a perfect place of praise, right? When you're going <laughs> wow. through it, 
You know what I'm saying? When yeah. you are all ugly and beat up, that's the perfect place to praise. You better man. be in his feet. Mm. Come on now. Get rid of the mental mountains because you, again, weren't designed to be perfect. There was only one man who died for all of our sins who took on that. And he was perfect, so we didn't have to be. Like, well, he, he was the perfect sacrifice and, and died teaching. for us so that we didn't have to carry the burden of perfection yeah. and allow yeah, that yeah. perfection to become the poison that kills our drive, that kills our energy, that kills so our pursuit of God. Oh. My man, goodness. Nick, that you better so come good. on with it, man. Hey, what you, uh, what you know? We need we to know. take a commercial break. I'm going to soaking in. Like, y'all got me like, Do you have on. a cash app, a Venmo? Come on, what now. This podcast episode was brought to you by the new book released by Chris Cox. So make sure you go buy that book right now. Quick commercial break. Good. Uh, but yeah, man, that was good, man. That that Thanks for that reminder, man. Woo. I'm going to have to yeah. go back and read that one. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> I said, that wasn't no alley. You just slam dunk me with a word. That's crazy. Lord. I got dunked on. Um, <laughs> but for me, I think um, I'm going to kind of like tie both of those in, you know, yeah. everything to the one that I'm talking about. Because I think it's, we've been talking about imperfection and we've mm-hmm. been talking about this thing. So we're all imperfect vessels that are being perfected mm. or something, sanctified. You know, the Indeed. sanctification process is a lifelong process. And um, you can either call this lazy or maybe a spirit led. You know, I was on page two. <laughs> Come on. The, I know Dion and I are deep the, in the book. The first, <laughs> the first devotional, I'm on, I'm on page two. It says, I'm different. And everything. Yeah. And um, it's actually talking about Daniel and, you know, mm. Daniel's journey man, and everything. Man, man. And uh, Daniel chapter one, verse eight said, but Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. And so he's in a context where, you know, he's in a very secular space. And he's basically being asked to do certain things that are against what God has called him to do and everything. Wow. And so you kind of have to ask yourself, you know, I think that this word is cool because like whether you're in your school, you know, this is, you know, for the teenagers out there and the boys that are, you know, going through this process of growing in and understanding their identity and trying to fit in, you know, and mm. find acceptance. Like Come what, on. what are you, what are you willing to put aside the people pleasing? Mm-hmm. The, you know different things maybe you need to stop being defiled by laziness maybe because the lazy thing is cool in school to cheat and do all this stuff yeah. you need to stop letting yourself be defiled by certain things that are not godly you know god calls you to a higher standard you know for certain things and so i think for us we have to be we have to be set apart you know and everything and understand what we've been set apart for and so whether you're in the workplace whether you're in school whether you're in church, you know, even like don't be defiled by trying to worship, you know, more than the other person because you think that they're doing it a certain way. Don't compare yeah. yourself because when we compare ourselves, we start to cover. Yeah. We put a mask on. You know? That's so good, man. I think if if Daniel was living in today's culture, if he was one of the teenage boys that was reading this book, he would be accused of being deep. Come yeah. on. Because it's like he's decided that I'm not going to eat what everybody's eating. I'm not going to eat the portion of the king's meat nor drink the wine. And, of course, this isn't like the regular alcohol that we think about. Like yeah. this, it was it was okay for them to drink these type right. of things. It was very right. customary for them. But he says, like, I see these things that everybody sees as normal as an opportunity to defile me. And what will happen mm-hmm. is when you start mm-hmm. to – when your appetite starts to get curved like that, Man. And you start making decisions yeah. not to do certain things that are normal to the culture surrounding you, then people will label you as deep. Oh, you're just being too deep. 
Are you being a deep Christian? But I'm not deep. I'm desperate. Come on. Like I'm desperate for the things (laughs) of God. And I really want to set myself up to be able to experience everything that God has to offer us. When Daniel refused, as well as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said, we're not going to take in the wine. We're not going to take in the food. Well, all of them had situations later on that their ability to curb their appetite in one season mm. protected them in the next. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Yeah. yeah. So on. when Daniel got into the lion's den and the lions decided not to devour him in the den, it was because he didn't have the meat in his system. Because he Come didn't on. get devoured There were no stakes in his system to say, hey, this is going to attract what's trying to devour me in this moment. Yeah. So let me make that simple to you. Like, if you're not listening to the music that all that it talks about is sex, <laughs> Then when somebody tries to offer it to you, you don't have it in your system because you said, I'm not going to defile myself yesterday for the opportunity that was going to arise today. Man, man, man. Preach, preacher. Gosh. (laughs) I bishop. When uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got to the fiery furnace, they didn't have flammable wine in their system that would attract the fire to them. And so, like, I preach that all the time to young people is that the, the decisions you make today will determine your protection tomorrow. Right? I love that. <laughs> this is a freebie. We're We're not not a <laughs> we have a church service. This is today. a freebie. Yeah, yeah the decisions you make crazy. today determines your protection for tomorrow because some stuff is just, some stuff is just, you got to have a strategy for your life. Yeah. yeah. See your life as a, like you're living on this, this like I'm trying to win. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes they, I have to set plays in life i have to set things up in my life to guarantee my win yeah and so like the reason why i don't do certain things is because i don't want to lose when that when those those things matter but what will end up happening is there's a lot of stuff y'all that especially in your teenage years you haven't been confronted with a lot of things Mm -hmm. And so you have to take time. And that's why these five minute gratitude devotionals are so important because you want to take time to download the word of God into your system. Because Mm -hmm. the Bible says that word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against God. Like there's some stuff you may not remember the word verbatim. You may not remember scriptures verbatim. But when you get into a situation where you have to make a decision, that word that you hidden in your heart. I actually think I wrote one about that, like about how you just hide this word. And it's like you, it's almost like you feel like you misplaced it. And if it's not in this one, it might be in the next book. Hey, did I just come on that? now. Oh. Hey, now. You, hey, the I see what you did there. I see what you did. <laughs> and then he's going to ask the question. <laughs> did I just do that? That was an accident right there. That's one of them accidents. Did I tell the people that the, the second one is coming out in December? I don't know. Come on. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah so god is man this is a blessing man i'm so glad that you guys are getting this out of this devotion and not just like this you know what this makes me excited because it's like what are other people gonna get out of this now yeah, you know right, what i'm saying right to just know that with the limited time that you guys have had to sit with this project like with this book that you were able to pull out such con- so much content and to flip it i mean and to make it yours like to personalize yeah. it to to make it your own, to say, hey, this is what God is speaking to me out of this. Yo, That's I, what I want to have. You know, I even look at it from this perspective that I always, and I remember Nick and I were having this conversation as we were coming down from Harrisonburg, is like, 
so much has been going on in the world that a lot of people have been asking, okay, what is the church's response Mm -hmm. to answer, you know, the problems that we're dealing with in the world? Like, again, allow me to encourage you pastors and leaders. If you want an answer to how you can help young men do better in the, in the world, get this book for your young men and Mm -hmm. tell them like, Hey, let's walk through this. Like, yeah, you've got to make things practical. It's more than just, Hey, showing up on a Sunday. But how can you take, you know, something that you've been taught in the church yeah. and apply it in your life? Like Indeed. we can't just get the the scheduled program in the heads of children and, and, and teen boys and teen girls, you know, whatever the case may be. Like we need to get to a practical based um, sense of youth ministry. Like mm. tangible. Love that. Because you can't follow these students when they go to school. Mm. Yeah, and you can't always expect for them to be the ones that come and confess what happened Monday through Friday while they were at school or yeah. Saturday while they were out at a party doing stuff. Like yeah. you need to be, you need something that they can be able to have in their hands and be able to walk. Right, with. it's a conversation starter, man. It's yeah, like it's something to put in their hands that they can take and wrestle with, whether it takes them five minutes or five hours. Like, but they can, it can spark a thought, a question, um, because I say that you know. Great conversations lead to conversions. Man. Like when you can have a good conversation, it can be the one thing that converts a certain level yeah. of thought, a certain level of you know belief, and different things like that. Because that's so. Yeah, man, I'm just full thinking about all of this. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited. It's been a week. I have been getting tagged on social media with all the people who have received this book now. Their sons are getting the book. I mean, people are going to continue to do this. And Dion said something to me uh, a few days ago. He said, the crazy thing about all this is years from now, this is just still going to be there. And the next, you know, the next round of teenagers are going to be yeah. able to get this. It's going to be because it work, that's the word of God. It's a timeless thing. So, like, yeah, it is not bound to culture. It's not bound to a certain, you know, time frame. But, At all. you know, all young people walk through some of the stuff that's listed in this book and some of the stuff we had, uh, address. So it's like for years to come, generations are going to be able to take this tool and shape their gratitude, their attitude of gratitude and the reason why I believe that is important because all of these devotions kind of kind of circle back around to this idea of being grateful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we're getting ready to enter into like the Thanksgiving season and things like that. And so being grateful is something that, you know, a lot of people are going to be talking about around the dinner table Indeed. in November and things like that. Um, and I've learned that gratefulness is a door opener for me. You know what I'm saying? Like it is a like learning how to be grateful for what I do have and not so much focusing on what I don't Man, has been a big. door opener for me. That's I've learned big. that uh, that the more I tell God thank you, the more he tells me you're welcomed. Come mm. on. See, oh my. Come on. You now. know what I'm saying? Like when he blesses me and I say thank you, he says Oh, you telling me thank you. You're welcomed into more of me. You're welcomed into greater. You're welcomed into <laughs> like you have a space to belong here because of your ability to be grateful for what you have. Man, they, y'all better stop well, planning. What's that bubbling in your spirit. I gotta, I gotta add on to that real quick because I think um, the church that me and Xavier go to, you know, up in Harrisonburg, one of the house habits is called having an attitude of gratitude. You know, mm. everything and just having that total. But one thing that I had told Xavier like a while back is that. Gratitude is a weapon. 
Mm. Like gratitude is a weapon against any, you know, dark force or any, you know, lie or anything that tries to come against you. Any of the enemy's tricks, trades, Man. anything. Gratitude's a weapon, you know, because Indeed. the more that you're grateful and the more that you can uh, being grateful to God is a way of worshiping him. Wow, and everything. And so your worship is how you war and everything. Mm. That's how you go into battle. Um, but I just wanted to add, when you get into this book, and this is specifically for, you know, the boys and men that get into this, you have to tap in with a mindset and a belief that this is as powerful that it, as it is. Mm. Like you have to believe wholeheartedly yeah. that this is the word of God. You have to believe wholeheartedly that this is spirit-led, and you have to believe wholeheartedly that you don't just walk through it, like Xavier said. Like, not just walking through it, you know, parents walking through it with their kids, but actually walking it out. Like, you actually have to practically be like, God, let this come into fruition in my day-to-day basis. Like, let this Mm -hmm. word begin to do a new work in my heart so that I can actually begin to live it out and be transformed by it, you know? And that's that's why I'm so glad we didn't do... That's why I'm so glad we didn't label them like day one, mm-hmm. day two, yeah. day three, because it could be week one, week two, Come on. week three. I mean, you could be reading yeah. page two saying I'm different for five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm different. Yeah, like, I'm different. As long as it Come takes on. for God to get change. that message ingrained into your spirit, like let him take his yeah. time to do that. Yeah. Because um, I believe it'll it'll really mm. be helpful for you. So, yeah, Dude. man. Man, you gave these people 157 ways to be grateful, dude. <laughs> Come on That's now. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. And you yeah. tie it all to scripture. So there's nothing that uh, in those 157 ways that you can't combat with scripture. So I yeah. think that's super powerful, dude. I'm yeah. grateful for it. And I'm glad that this is going to be around for generations to come because this crazy. ain't no game changer. This is a generational changer. Come on. That's crazy so good. Man. Now, I don't know where y'all going to get them extra seven devotions from, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe Dion's going to write them. He already now, gave did. you 150. <laughs> Listen now, but he's prophesying 157 <laughs> coming from somewhere. But uh, those are the spirit led ones that are the additions, the accidental additions. Yeah. People, but yeah, I get to seven. one of the things that I love about this, y'all, is in my introduction, I get to talk a little bit about my story growing up, and I get to talk about how uh, some of the toughest years of my life were the same years of the young people that are going to be reading this book and that I wrote this book for. And it just goes back to remind me how, you know, it is where you are attacked the greatest that God will use you the most and mm-hmm. give you the most influence. And so, like, it's so important to pay attention to where your attacks are directed towards because that may be the place where you gain the most influence. That may be the place where God, and it's like at this point, I feel like through this project, God is paying me back for every tear I cried in that season, mm, mm. for every night I was worried, for every time I was sad, as Xavier likes to put it. You were what? I was sad. You know what? You were what? I'm I, not I even. was sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to entertain your pettiness, but I'm going to let you have it on this one. I'm going to let you have it. So, yeah, but that's that's the way that God works, man. Sometimes you are going through cer- certain things. And you're only going through those things so that you can develop a strategy to mm. lead other people who are stuck in there out. Yeah. Mm. You know, mm. and so, like, pay attention to what you are going through and understand that you are going through it. Like, mm. there is another side to it. You are going to get out of it. It is not going to be that way always. But when you come out, man, God has a 
still waiting on you on the other side. I know that's right. I know that's right. <laughs> I just think it's encouraging that you kind of talk about how you wrote this out of your own brokenness yeah. and out of your own pain. Mm. And I think it's sometimes easy for us to look at our youth pastors and to look at just our pastors in general mm-hmm. uh, in our church and think, oh, they got it together. Yeah. yeah. Like they can stand up and they can preach and they can feel it. And, you know, I, I kind of got caught up in that in, in my younger years, thinking the pastor always had everything together. Yeah. But for, like, you to just admit, like, hey, I literally wrote this out of my brokenness and the pain and the yeah, things that I was going yeah. through. Like, that that's should tough. be encouraging to people now. Like, this yeah. is a book that can help set people free. And I'm writing this because I'm, From a I'm, broken place. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the benefits. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And it's also a good reminder of why, you know, as you go through certain things, because uh, on the previous episode, you talked about, you know, the difference between running through a valley and walking through a valley is that when you walk through certain things, you know, you have this opportunity for God to make you whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, that it was a space where you were broken, but now that you're whole, when you're whole, you, you can, can revisit the place with power and slow down and smell the flowers. You know, bars. But listen, when you are whole, you can revisit the place. Cause I had to literally go back in my mind to some of those days in my you know, middle school and high school years where I struggled the most and I had to kind of revisit those places. But those places, revisiting those places wasn't traumatic for me. Yeah. Because now I'm whole. I allow God to do a great work and now I know who I am and I'm standing in the power and the authority of who I am and who God has created me to be. And I can see now why I had to survive what I survived to get to this point. So, man, we just want to say, PC, dude, we are grateful for you, man. I know a lot of times you have us on these podcasts and everything. We just want to say thank you for everything and being obedient to the word of God. Obedience. Um, you yeah. you literally wrote a whole, whole devotional on mm-hmm. gratitude, and we just want to explain our gratitude to you, man. Because of your obedience, we are a product of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we just thank you for being who you are, man. Man, and I receive to, that. Thank you so indeed, much. Indeed, indeed. I'm just saying, I, I think to see the process, like, I know I ain't write nothing, but just like <laughs> to see it actually here yeah. and to hear about, like, literally, I don't think people oh, really gosh. understand how this really was a dream. Yeah. That just out of nowhere became a reality. Yeah. yeah. Like people really don't know those sleepless nights that you yeah. had. And like to see you really put in blood, sweat and tears to make something like this happen and to be able to hold the copy of it and to see you just work faithfully through it and mm. not really know Powerful. how each devotional is going to come together. Like that is just a just prime example of how it's a testament of the power of God, man. Yeah, that's man. all. That's all that I want people to experience as they read it, as they see anything that I do. Um, anyone who comes around me, who comes in my home, who's a part of my life. Like, I just want you to know that the power of God is real. Yeah, man. He redeems, he restores, he uses the least the the like he can use anyone if you just avail yourself to it and it's not anything fake it's not anything we have to make up it's not phony we are living it out right here before you even as we talk on this podcast like we are living it out and god is still doing amazing things and y'all this is just the be 
beginning. It's only well, October. Come on. <laughs> Yo. It's just it's, the beginning, man. It's like, only October. It is just mm. the beginning. So, listen, man, we thank y'all so much for joining us for this episode of the Chris Cox Beats Podcast. This has been a special episode, and uh, we hope that you have gotten something out of today's conversation that is a blessing to you. I know I've been blessed by hearing from these uh great young men of god who are sitting at the table with me today so thank y'all so much for being here yeah yeah it's always Come a on. pleasure yeah it's we gotta pleasure. do this again sometime soon like yo i even had to fly back out the va just let me know be careful <laughs> right down the road <laughs> three hour drive that's so, all they talk so like, yeah so you bad. guys will hear more from these guys and uh make sure you guys uh support the book go to chriscoxspeaks.com go to amazon barnes and noble Target, Walmart, wherever books are sold, y'all, the book is there. Still a little crazy to me, but yeah, God is doing his thing, so uh, we just going to embrace it. And uh, y'all check out the next episode when it comes. Thank you for listening today. We out, y'all. Yeah, yeah, Here. yeah. We out. <laughs> Let go.